You're listening to the Sportsman's Empire Podcast Network brought to you by Full Sneak Gear. Check out their entire lineup at fullsneakgear.com. Also be sure to check out our entire stable of podcasts at sportsmansempire.com. Transform the way you hunt with the all-new base cellular trail camera connected by the Moultrie Mobile app. Moultrie Mobile's industry-best app gives you complete control over your camera settings, up-to-the-minute updates from the field, and other interactive scouting tools on your smartphone or computer. Features like weather forecast, advanced species recognition, interactive maps, and a whole lot more. For more information and to make your purchase, visit www.moultriemobile.com. New from Moultrie Mobile, the Feed Hub offers first-of-its-kind cellular connection and control for nearly any spin cast feeder on the market. When used with the Moultrie Mobile app, you can monitor feed and battery levels, run feeders on demand, receive alerts when feeders are clogged, and remotely adjust feeding times. The Feed Hub is ideal for anyone who maintains feeders. Remove the guesswork and save time by planning feeder maintenance before you drive to your hunting property. For more information, visit MoultrieMobile.com. Hey everybody, welcome back to another episode of the Pennsylvania Woodsman. Thank you so much for tuning in. Thank you for your support. Um, I'm always really humbled whenever I get your messages and your comments that say how much you enjoy this show and how much you can relate to um, your own hunting here in Pennsylvania. And it, it just it's gratifying. It really makes me feel good. Um, if you guys are a listener and you enjoy this show, please do me a favor and wherever you listen, whether that's Spotify, Google Play, iTunes, give us a review, give us a five-star review and let us know how we're doing. Um, comments, all, all that stuff really helps and it also helps on social media. Um, I just listened to an episode of Whitetail Landscapes with John Teeter. We had John back on our show the beginning of November and I really like John. John's an interesting guy, great whitetail hunter, but I listened to one of his episodes and he he did an introduction in one of his episodes and he said I really really hate Instagram. And the truth of the matter is I really don't like social media either, but it is just a necessary evil for what we do. But the the positive thing is it is the place to get a hold of me. It is the place to message me. Um, and, uh, and, and that is a positive because I've connected with a lot of you over time and I, I, I really appreciate your support, your comments, your questions, everything that goes on with that. So if, if you, uh, if you're on Instagram and Facebook, check us out. That's at Pennsylvania Woodsman podcast and, uh, let us a comment there, you know, follow us along i'm going to try to do a little bit of a better job the this upcoming hunting season for our rifle season and such and uh, do some stuff on my instagram story uh it seems like that's a a popular thing so i'm I'm trying to figure out um something cool for doing that and uh keep people updated and interested and just create a little bit more attraction and we are, as we are recording this, we are 
up at the Thanksgiving week. So, you know, when, when you guys listen to this, first of all, happy Thanksgiving. Hope you had a wonderful time with your family. Cherish that time. It's really, really important. And brings us to uh, coming off of bear season. So a little, little update for us. I noticed that bear season was really, really tough, not just for us, but for a lot of people. And when you look at the final harvest numbers from the early seasons and our regular rifle season, it is down significantly, uh, the harvest numbers that are. That is, I think we're somewhere in that, uh, I should have looked when I, when I was recording this, but I believe at the end of Tuesday, we're somewhere in that 23 to 2,500 number of bear killed. And a lot of the time, that's over 3,000. So I kind of find it interesting. Um, it also doesn't surprise me. Uh, the reason I say that is I, I think food across a lot of the state was more scarce. You know, you, you talk to people that had pockets of acorns. I hunt a place that had a lot of acorns uh, throughout the earlier part of the year. But then there were other places that had next to no acorns. And I'm, I'm not, you know, I, I didn't see the beech nut crop in the places I hunt this uh, this year compared to last year. And all the other food sources that figure in, but it seemed like landscape-wide it was a little bit less. I find it interesting, I, I find it comical how so many people right away uh, result to, oh, they're going to reduce the, the early season. They're, they're going to reduce the amount of time that hunters have in the muzzleloader season and the archery season because that's dropping the bear population. Um, well, for one, I'm not the biologist, so I can't say, but I would like to think and you know, based on everything I just said with, with food scarcity and the possibility that some were denned already, um, Plus, the early season has dynamic has changed hunting a little bit. You got to figure if 1,400 bear were shot in the early season, that removes 1,400 bear hunters during the rifle hunt, which changes the dynamic in the woods. So I think there's a lot of other factors to consider there, other than just oh, we've shot the bear population back because we still have a healthy bear population. Um, and if you don't believe that, um, the the earlier part of the fall and late summer. Would, would tell a story otherwise throughout most of the state. But nevertheless, you still have some bear hunting opportunity. Uh, you have bear hunting opportunity in some parts of Pennsylvania this opening week of deer season. Uh, this opening week, I'm going to be taking my sister-in-law out, and I don't think I, I shared with you, you guys. So uh, I have family that bought land, a house and land in western Pennsylvania, and it's... It's one of those properties that, as a hunter and somebody who, you know, I don't think I've I've hid this at all. My passion, my, my greatest passion with hunting is manipulating lands to improve the quality of the habitat and in a way that is, you know, placing stuff strategically to allow good hunter access and good hunter experience. That is by far the thing that tickles me most out of all of my hunting. I love a lot of other hunting, don't get me wrong, but that's the thing. So when I stepped foot on this property and looked at it, I'm, I'm like drooling at the mouth because it's 20 to 22 acres. It's a small property, 
but it's got everything you could possibly want. It sets up so well for potential access. It sets up well that there'd be places to put food plots in. It's got such cool terrain and topography. It's got the plant base that I would look for, the age of forest I would look for. It would just take it would take some sweat equity, some chainsawing, and uh, you know a, a couple you know, other projects that I would love to do. And I think you could turn that into a really, really good property. Um, but the uh, w- what I've learned is when it comes to all that stuff that we talk about and strategize here on uh, on this show and other shows, um, you got to realize we're the crazy ones when we talk about doing stuff for deer. Uh, we are the crazy ones when we want to exclude all other activities from a property during the months of, let's say, September through January. And uh, at the end of the day, it's not my property, and I'm going to do um, whatever I can to make hunting better out there, but I'm not going to do it at the, uh, you know, at the cost of, you know, the property being utilized for something else, and then it detriments the hunting because I find that if you do stuff that really attracts and holds deer, and then you do stuff at the same time that chases them off, you're better off to have just let the property as is. <coughs> Excuse me. And um, we'll, we'll see what happens. It's going to be a, a slow progression there. But what I find so interesting is my sister-in-law, I took her hunting for the very first time a few weeks ago. And she had a fantastic hunting experience. We saw multiple deer and she shot her first doe, her first deer ever with a crossbow. And uh, she was she was jacked. I mean, it was an exciting hunt, and it's been so funny because now she's like constantly, you know, asking me when we can go again, and you know what, uh, she, she she goes shopping with the family to buy you know chicken food or something at a at a home and goods you know farm supply store, and she's sending me pictures of tree stands that are for sale because she wants to buy one and go hunting. So I. I that makes me smile because first of all, I never would have guessed that when, uh, when I first was getting to know my sister-in-law and now it, it's, I, it's probably the new exciting thing, but she's jacked and I want to, I want to roll with that because, because I would love for her to, in, you know, uh, partake in that full time. And <clears throat> I, I think there's potential that she's going to want to do that on her own process the meat on her own and what's really cool is they have four four children that they will include them in that whole process from the start of the hunt to bringing it to the table and I think that is a really cool opportunity to include kids in the outdoors and uh, as as like again I'm saying this all with the thought that I can't believe they are doing it but there's a lot of interest, and I just think that's really cool. So I'm going to do my best to help that, and we're going to go out there opening day. So as this episode airs, we will be in the woods on their property tomorrow. Uh, I have a couple doe tags. She still has a doe tag and a buck tag. I have a feeling with the upcoming forecast, we are going to be in a ground blind trying to stay out of the rain. It looks like it's going to be kind of ugly weather. But uh, hopefully we can uh, hopefully we can see something. Um, 
But going back to bear, uh, we still have opportunity in Pennsylvania for bear. And this week's episode, we're going to be talking with a uh, a New Jersey native uh, by the name of Jay Lyon. And we're going to be talking about a neighboring bear hunting opportunity. And for those of you who don't know, on November 15th, the state of New Jersey voted unanimously to reinstate the bear season. And that was something I believe they have not had a bear hunting season since 2020. And this is a perfect example of anti-hunting push in the government and having an impact. The amount of bear incidences in human bear conflict in the state of New Jersey has skyrocketed in that time. Uh, The research that I did, there were, I believe, 200 uh, instances in Sussex County, New Jersey in 2021. In 2022, that jumped up in Sussex County from 200 to 700. So needless to say, there's definitely been a major problem and under emergency action, they reinstated a bear season this year, 2022, December 5th through December 10th. And I think there's some stipulations in there that if the harvest quota of 20 to 30% is not met during that first week, they're going to reopen the bear season the following week to try to allow for more harvest opportunity. And I, I wanted to have somebody on here to talk about this. Number one, just as kind of like a general excitement, get to know New Jersey type thing, because it's a, it's a neighboring state. It's a neighboring hunting opportunity that would not be far for a lot of the people who listen to this. Uh, but it, it's also something that you need to be aware of. When you listen to Jay and we catch up with him and kind of, you know, scratch the surface on some of the things going on, not just in bear hunting, but in the anti-hunting world and the anti-hunting agenda in New Jersey, it's something that could happen a lot of other places in the country. It has happened other places in the country. Think about Western uh, United States. There's been bear hunts that have been banned out there and other hunting seasons and ramifications that have, that have occurred. And it's, it's a real problem. So, First of all, we have an opportunity to participate in a bear hunt that <clears throat> sounds very exciting. In fact, I bought my New Jersey hunting license the day that they went on sale, and I'm really looking forward to exploring some new-to-me territory and doing it with some friends. But it's also good for awareness, and I think it'd be if there's an opportunity for you to support this bear hunt, even if it's not going hunting, but it's a way to know there's a problem with the anti-hunting community. And if you can write in or do any kind of action that will be supportive to continue this so that New Jersey doesn't continue to have this problem and we can suppress the anti-hunting agenda and hopefully that doesn't spread anywhere else, that's a positive light too. So again, we talk with Jay. You know, Jay is pretty humble in in all he's doing i connected with jay through a a bear hunting uh group 
on Facebook, one of the uh, all about bear hunting groups. And Jay is ate up with black bears. He is somebody that hunts them religiously and is consistently successful. I don't know how many he's killed, but it is a lot. And it's not uh, just New Jersey bear. It is Pennsylvania, I believe New York, New Jersey. He's a he's a very very intuned northeastern bear hunter, and I, I think his level of excitement and happiness for this hunt to come back on is pretty high. <coughs> Excuse me, and I also uh, I, I think his knowledge is great. So little disclaimer: we talk about a little bit of Jersey hunting regulations, but by no means is this an episode that is giving you all the information that you'd be le- uh, listen to us and you're legally ready to go hunting New Jersey. That's not the case at all. Make sure if you decide to participate in this. Buy your license, read your Hunter's Digest, read up on all the rules and regulations in New Jersey, and make sure you're doing everything right. Because I will tell you, there are some little quirks and differences when you cross over the state line over there and uh, and hunt. But, nope, get your slug guns ready, get your muzzle loaders ready. That was another thing that drove me nuts. I wanted to take my bow on this hunt, because as I said, I want to kill one with a bow. You can't take your bow on this hunt. It is muzzleloader and shotgun only so anyway let's uh let's not yap anymore let's get right into this episode it's a really good episode i really enjoy uh this conversation with jay um i I think i believe this was jay's first podcast so jay is somebody that hopefully in the future i can twist his arm and we can get a little bit more in depth in our bear hunting conversation than we did this week but i think you'll uh, you'll enjoy it and best of luck to everybody who's going out in the next few weeks over the course of the pennsylvania hunting season or maybe even the jersey hunting season take care note <laughs> oh we are laughing up a storm here jay's making me laugh uh we got jay lion on the line here um yeah making me laugh here on on a on a funny thursday evening jay welcome to the show thank you for uh thanks for hopping on well thank you for having me yeah so um jay i kind of followed you along um over the course of some of the facebook groups um mostly the bear hunting groups and I notice you always have really positive things to say when people ask questions. And I, I know that you have a lot of bear hunting experience. So if you, uh, if you wouldn't mind, introduce yourself. Tell, uh, tell our listeners about yourself and you know, who you are as a, as a hunter and everything else. All right. Well, you know, I was, I was born and raised in Montague, New Jersey, right on the, uh, the Milford, Pennsylvania. That'd be Pike County and the Orange County, New York line. Um, I grew up hunting in Pennsylvania. Pennsylvania bears is um, you know where I cut my teeth, and then New Jersey decided to have a hunt, and you know here I am today, and I'm doing some guiding up here in New Jersey, and I'm still I'm still hunting in Pennsylvania, doing a little guiding in Pennsylvania as well, um, you know mostly in Unit Three D, <clears throat> and um, like I said, bear hunting for about 25 years now. Yeah, and you've uh, you got plenty of plenty of good success pictures and a uh, lot a lot of good information that as far as uh, new people that like to ask questions about bear hunting. So uh, I'm kind of curious um, the 
and I'm going to butcher some of the details of this because I am not as familiar with the New Jersey stuff that's going on as you are, obviously. But correct me if I'm wrong, the last bear hunt that New Jersey had was 2020? Yeah, it was in the fall of 2020. That was the last bear hunt um, before the uh, political agendas took precedence. Mm. Um, <clears throat> so the, the political agendas, um, that was along the lines of did the bear management plan end in 2020 or was there just too much political push at that point? Well, there was a lot of political push, but the, uh, the black bear management plan did expire in uh, 2021. And when that expired, so did our hunting season. Mm. And there's just been a lot of controversy since, I mean, that's um, obviously put a damper in on your, uh, your bear hunting experience throughout the fall, but um, what have you been experiencing or, or what has some of that area been experiencing as far as the bear population boom? Well, I think most of the people up here in Sussex County, they don't, you know, we don't complain too much to the state. We just go about our business. You know, we've been living with bears for a long time. Um, you know, we're just kind of used to the everyday practice of them. Um, you know, we see more bear than we do white-tailed deer in our area. Mm. You know, when you drive down the roads, you see black bears, you know, dead alongside the roads more often than you do deer. And it's just, uh, it's a shame. You know, it's a, it's a shame that it's come to this. And there's a lot of been a lot more black bear encounters with humans and, uh, you know, pets as well. I, I was looking, I was doing a little research on my own when uh, when I found out about the bear hunt, because I am going to participate in it on <laughs> December 5th. And I noticed that there was a report that in 2021, there was like 200 some instance uh, cases of bear human conflicts of some degree in I believe Sussex County and then in 2022 that jumped up to like 700 so that exponential growth I'm assuming has to do with the fact that not only is the bear population increasing it's probably also um, a significant reduction in fear of of humans and commingling with people yeah I mean <laughs> dealing with black bears is an, is an everyday occurrence up here I mean the, the food you know the food's everywhere. You know, the bears don't even need to hibernate up here. They're out all year round. Uh, you know, the sow's expecting they're about the only ones that do den up and you don't see until spring. But, you know, other than that, you know, you'll see bears all the way, you know, throughout the year. Mm. It's yeah. very plentiful in this area. Yeah. So uh, tell me a little bit about your uh, your level of excitement. Were you surprised when a uh, a, a plan initiated and got voted on here on it was November 15th that it would have uh, passed the hunt yeah I was um, actually I was upstate New York at my camp I have a salmon camp up in upstate New York and I was up there and I, I got noticed of it and I was shocked I, I didn't see it coming I didn't think this governor would approve it and uh, you know I was quite happy because you know, something needs to be done. You, you can't have this many bears. I mean, you have the densest. New Jersey has the densest, the most densely population, you know, population statewide in the country. Mm -hmm. And they have the densest black bear population in the country. So you, you have those two together. and That's a recipe for disaster. <clears throat> I think anti-hunting is everywhere, but it really seems like 
certain spots, parts of the country, that's amplified from one area to another. Jersey is one that's always been like, is that something that as, as a hunter you've seen and combated your whole entire life, or is it just continually getting worse as time goes on? Well, I'll tell you what, I'll tell you a short story. Uh, a few years ago, I was, uh, I was guiding up in Pennsylvania in Pike County, and I was parked in the Delaware Water Gap National Recreation Area, assisting a client uh, with a bear he did harvest. And, and during that time, <clears throat> I had my window smashed out in my vehicle mm. and no, nothing was taken. It, it was just, you know, they knew what we were doing and they didn't agree with it. So, you know, they did a cowardly move on their part. The National Park Service did investigate, but unfortunately nobody was held responsible. Um, you know, it's just incidents like that. Um, you know, people screaming at you when you're going down the road, you know, because they know who we are. We've had my wife and I, we've had people drive by the house yelling at us, videotaping us, following us, you know, to and from bear bait sites, mm. you know, in our, you know, in our units. So, you know, it's, it's just stuff like that, you know, because in New Jersey, we are allowed to bait bears. Yeah. And, uh, you know, we do have regulations, you know, regarding that, but it's, um, you know, it's, 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 it's a shame that people just cannot mind their own business, you know, and just do their thing and let us do ours. Yeah, it, people management is tough. I just did a podcast with a, a biologist recently. We were talking about uh, <clears throat> it's going to air in a few weeks here. We were we we did a uh, a uh, podcast with the fur bearing biologist in Pennsylvania, and I asked him a, a stupid question. I said, "What's easier to manage, wildlife or people?" And uh, you know, the, the concepts of managing wildlife are pretty simple. But people throw a whole different monkey wrench into it with different emotions and, and thought processes and logic. And then when you are combating anti-hunting. So I guess one of the things I would want to do, because you are always somebody that comes across in a very professional manner when people ask questions, you're faced with adversity on Facebook. Um, I, I'd be curious, like, how do you handle it during hunting season? Because... Um, I'm I'm a I'm a pretty level-headed individual, but I'm trying to wrap my head around what to expect when this hunt unfolds and I'm participating. Well, the only thing I could recommend is you know, stay keep professional. You know, don't let them get the upper hand. Document everything, and everybody has a cell phone nowadays. So if you can record the interaction, you know, I definitely would recommend that. Um, contact your local law enforcement agency, have them come out and investigate. And if they feel, you know, fishing game is, is warranted, then they'll contact them. Mm. But I, I would definitely recommend any kind of encounter, negative encounter with the public, contact law enforcement immediately to report it. So these incidents can be monitored and dealt with professionally. And continuing on to that professional handling side of things you know this is a this is an emergency action going on right now to reduce the the overall bear population uh because of you know this this emergency instance and there's obviously going to be discussion of renewing the bear management plan for 2023 and there's there's a lot going on there so i'm i'm curious um as a general uh, resident of New Jersey or anybody who's an advocate for hunting in New Jersey, do you know, like, is there things that people should be doing that would be positive for promoting this to continue? Well, we do have a couple of um, social media groups, and I do recommend anybody reaching out to your uh, 
to the local state uh, sportsmen's association um, in the area and, you know, support them, you know, get involved and, and try to see, you know, you know, what they're going to, you know, promote bear hunting, you know, in New Jersey. So currently, you know, black bear hunting is not throughout the state. It's only in the northernmost, uh, you know, counties in New Jersey. And it's, it's broken up into five zones. Mm-hmm. Okay. So <clears throat> I recommend everybody, you know, getting out there and talking, try to educate people. See, our issue is there's a lot of been, there's a lot more urban New Jersey than there is suburban New Jersey. And they just don't understand what we deal with on a daily basis. You know, they believe, you know, the bears are here as their pets and they believe this is some kind of Disney show. Well, it's not. They're wild animals. They should not be named and they should be treated, you know, as such. Mm. And, you know, I just, you know, definitely reach out to your local, you know, your sportsmen's organizations, you know, and, and support them and see what you can do, mm. you know, to help promote the bear hunting throughout New Jersey. For sure. So I kind of want to shift gears and revert back. You were talking a little bit about your your interest in bear hunting and cutting your teeth on bear hunting. So you said you cut your teeth in Pennsylvania? I did. Um, Actually, I grew up as a pheasant hunter. Uh, My grandfather always took me pheasant hunting up there in Pike County and Sussex County, New Jersey. But nobody in my family ever bear hunted. It always intrigued me. Hmm. So uh, I bought my tag, I I believe. I don't be on this. 1997, I think it was. And uh, my Pennsylvania Wild Bear was a 407-pounder. I shipped it along the Delaware, Delaware uh, Water National Recreation Area. So from that point on, I was hooked. And it, I haven't, you know, I've been going forward ever since then. Gotcha. We were cutting in and in and out a little bit. I'm not sure if we got a service or a Wi-Fi issue going in. But um, you cut your. You said you uh, you got your first one in. Delaware National Forest, you said? No, the Delaware Water Gap National Recreation Area. Gotcha. Like County, Pennsylvania. That was my first black bear I harvested. And like I said, from that point on, I was hooked. Gotcha. What was your, uh, what do you think gravitated you towards bear hunting so much? Well, I tell you what, it is a challenge, especially in Pennsylvania. Uh, as you well know, you know, you, you know the regulations, you know, no baiting, no hounds. And, uh, you know, it's, it's basically, you know, you got to put in your work, you know, you got to put in the work and it's, you know, I love eating black bear too. You know, black bears are, I think one of my personal favorite game to, uh, you know, put on the table. It is delicious. So there is a lot of work. We just, uh, we just talked with a group of bear hunters, uh, here two weeks ago, kind of talk about some successful measures here. Um, some of the successes they've had bear hunting over the past few, you know, the, the course of their hunting career. And, uh, you know, a lot of it revolved around group hunting, making some drives, which is a very effective means. I think it's probably one of the number one ways that bear get killed in the state of Pennsylvania. And uh, I know that that's uh, also a legal form in New Jersey. Um, have you ever, uh, it's, you know, it sounds to me like most of the bear hunting you've done, you've kind of done on your own merit. Yeah, I don't really, um, I, I hunt by myself. Uh my my wife does hunt with me now and uh she actually harvested her first black bear in new jersey uh the year that it ended and uh you know the year prior to it and uh you know she's hooked now too and she's looking forward to uh the upcoming season as much as i am that's fantastic um 
would you mind diving in a little bit to like breaking down bear hunting when when we're talking about no no bait no hound stuff like that because everybody's got a little bit of a different philosophy and they are very very difficult animal to pattern when you compare it to everybody's so used to hunting whitetails well i think that the thing with black bears is and this is the thing i always i always look for is they love to eat you know especially this time of the year and they don't want to they want to conserve as much energy as they can this time of the year so they're not going to travel too far to look for a food source so if you find a really good food source this time of the year i would definitely scout look for sign and if you find positive sign i would definitely stick to that general area because you know like i said they're not going to exert too much energy um you know body fat you know for the winter months so yeah food concentration definitely seems to be a lingering factor and when you look at this like the state of pennsylvania for instance you know we have a widespread harvest but there's always pockets that seem more concentrated and uh, those concentrated pockets can be very hard to find, especially when you, you spread out how monotonous uh, big woods can be in a sense. Yeah, I mean, black bears also, you know, they like cover this time of the year. You know, they, they like thick brush, swamps, laurels, you know, anything that they can feel safe. You know, open space is really, is not really going to cut it for them. If you still have standing crop like corn, I mean, they will, you know, take up residency there as well. Have you been? Uh, have you found more more enjoyment or more success um, still hunting versus stand hunting a lot of the time for bear? You know, I do a little bit of both, but you know, I I go where the bears are. You know, I look for the food source, and if they're not there, then I move. You know, I just I, I keep moving and moving until I find you know a positive you know a positive sign, and then I you know I, I really focus in on that. How much do you um, weigh in pressure in your gauge? And when I say pressure, I'm talking hunting pressure, relating hunting pressure. And how much does that affect um, how you make decisions for bear hunting? Well, I think the, the hunting pressure is kind of positive in a sense because it does get those bears um, in New Jersey during that bear hunt, uh, December 5th through the 10th. It runs concurrent with our six-day buck season. So... You know, if you're out there hunting, you know, you have an opportunity, you know, to harvest a buck on top of a black bear. So you get more people out there and, and they're moving everything around in the woods and it could get the bears up, you know, from their, you know, their their nest or, you know, wherever they feel comfortable and get them moving a little bit. Yeah, absolutely. So uh, the upcoming bear hunt, um, you had mentioned that baiting is something that is legal in the state of New Jersey. And uh, I know you, you run some baits yourself for some hunts, correct? Correct. I do run baits. <clears throat> um, there is some general regulations you need to follow. Um, but other than that, you know, you, you know, we, we have active baits right now. I checked them this morning. Our trail cameras look good. And uh, it, it looks very positive for weeks to come. That's, ex that's exciting. Um, <clears throat> uh, tell me a little bit about what uh, – the past has been like with uh with your guiding service that you've done in the state of new jersey i mean what is uh how, first of all how, i'm curious how did you get into that huh. well i had a lot of individuals contact me when the new jersey uh segment a started which is the archery section of the uh 
the black bear season in the past. Mm-hmm. So everybody, a lot of guys wanted to come up and they wanted to do some archery hunting. So, you know, I figured, you know, I have the property. So I, I, I put up, uh, you know, a few bait sites and I would only take a select amount of hunters. You know, I don't want to take 10 people. I'd rather take three and, uh, do it right. And so far I've had a hundred percent success rate on all my clients and you know, everybody has walked away happy. And, you know, that's what I want to see. And you've continued that for how long now as you know, since they've, they've had the season, I know we've got a pause here. Well, I've got it for three years okay. in New Jersey. I did guide for three years. And, uh, you know, like I said, to, uh, to help some folks, especially coming from urban sections of New Jersey, you know, see a bear for the first time in their life, see that look on their face. It was, uh, you know, it's, uh, definitely memorable. And to harvest that first black bear it was, uh, definitely experience. It is experience. I'll never forget. I was 13 years old when I shot my first bear. Um, we hunt with a, a group of guys in central Pennsylvania. And I remember when I was 12 years old, I sat with my dad 13, you know, you're supposed to be mentored. You're supposed to be with somebody up until you're 16 years old and, uh, 13 years old. My dad goes, do you want to sit by yourself? Sure. I didn't know any better. So they, uh, they, they put me on a watch 13 years old. It's probably one of those things that you shouldn't tell broadcast people, but I'm past it. I don't care. But anyway, uh, 13 (laughs) years old, I'll never forget walking out, uh, to do a a drive in the afternoon. They were talking about how good this drive has been to them in the past. And they put me on a post at the top of the hollow and and I, I watched my grandfather and, my uncle walk away from me to uh, to set up on this point of this ridge, and some guys went down this hollow below me. And as I'm sitting there, uh, before the drive even started, a bear slipped in behind me, and it was it was a mere 15 yards from me, and I shot it. So I mean, as you can imagine, a 15 or a 13 year old kid, a bear that came in 15 yards, and I, I shot, I dropped it. Um, I was I was like a little schoolgirl talking to everybody on the radio, and and the, the people that were you know the, the next post over could hear me, um, without you know, any trouble hear me just carrying on. Just and, and I just think the raw emotion of that animal it, it's it's that is one of the animals that when I'm in the woods nothing gets my heart going the same way that a bear does. Absolutely, and I'll tell you what they are stealthy. They they are, but like it's it's so crazy, like because because in one breath they're so stealthy that like you don't even know they slipped past you, but then when they want to go, they're also they can sound like a locomotive going through the woods too, and it it's yeah, mind boggling. Absolutely, absolutely, they are definitely an interesting critter, that's for sure. <laughs> a very interesting critter. So in all of your experience with guiding and hunting, like what what's some general things about black bear and black bear hunting? that come or what's one thing that comes to your mind that people uh wouldn't think of normally from the general sense of bear hunting well the one thing that i get a lot is you know you know folks feel judging a black bear i think they're one of the the hardest animals to feel judge and Mm. you know when i you know and i've had clients wanting to shoot a cub thinking it was an adult you know and it's 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 hard you know and you know i can understand when you've never seen a bear um in person for the first time it's kind of hard to you know get those folks to like focus on something else and know they're having tunnel vision but um you know take your time that's you know that's the only thing i can recommend too is 
just take your time, look them over and take what you want. You know, I know in Pennsylvania, you know, a bear is a bear, you know, every bear is legal, but, uh, you know, in New Jersey this year, we have some regulations that <clears throat> folks need to, uh, to follow and read up on the game laws a little bit for going afield. So exactly. And, and huge disclaimer, we'll probably touch base on some of that stuff, but this is in no way, shape or form of means of just taking what we say for granted and going hunting, like do your homework, get your license, get your rules and regulations read, understand where you're going when you're hunting and doing it the yeah. legal right way. But, you know, talking in general sense, I think I read that, um, a 75 pound live weight bear, um, and then no sow with cubs was a new regulation for this year. Correct. Uh, 75 pounds and nothing, nothing under 75 pounds. And I know that's going to be really hard for some folks to field judge. I mean, you know, sometimes it's hard for me, especially doing drives. Uh, but, um, you know, you're just going to have to take your time and, you know, evaluate these animals and, uh, you know, and hopefully everybody makes the right decisions to field. And if you see a sow with cubs, um, you know, that's not going to be a legal bear to harvest. But, you know, if you do see a bear and they're not in the presence of other black bears, um, you know, that that's a legal animal to harvest this year. Exactly. And one of the things I've learned with bear hunting is oftentimes if you see a bear alone, most of the time it is an adult bear. A smaller bear, an adult bear might be a be a two-year-old bear, but it's it's generally an adult. And like in Pennsylvania, some of the places we hunt, that might range anywhere from 75 to 125 pounds that year, depending on food supplies and stuff. But that is a mature bear. It's it's a younger bear, but it's mature. But generally speaking, that that's I, I think that 75-pound limit mark is definitely a reasonable thing um, from a from a, a a field judging standpoint i know it's difficult if you're a new bear hunter yeah i mean it's hard too i mean i know some gentlemen that that have actually harvested 100 120 pound black bears you know females and and they were 13 years old i mean mm -hmm. you know the, the bears after the game commission you know evaluated the, the uh ex the extracted tooth but i mean you know you just never know i mean a few years back during muzzleloader season i ended up shooting a black bear you know, it, it weighed in at 250 pounds, uh, the game commission estimated it at. But when I received the, uh, the note, uh, from the game commission, I mean, the bear was only two and a half years old. I mean, it was mm -hmm. really, I mean, that's for two and a half year old. I mean, that didn't, that didn't register. I mean, I actually had to call them to see if it was a mistake. So, wow. but they said it was no mistake. It was just good food. Yeah, uh, I've I've been I've seen a couple of those. Uh, we had one last year that we we harvested in our camp that was uh, it was a, a large sow. I believe it weighed in that ballpark of 250 pounds. And when the tooth results came back on that, it was 18 years old, and that was absolutely mind-boggling. I've never been around a bear that was 18 years old, 17 right. or 18. And that's just astronomical. Yeah, those uh, those bears are amazing. You know, they just are definitely an amazing critter. So when you, uh, like for baiting and stuff and you get to your monitoring cameras, I'm sure you're able to over time identify stuff. Do you ever see trends and personalities when you're following specific bear? And the reason I say something so ridiculous is because I've noticed as a mature, as an animal matures, um, they're just so unique and they're harder and harder to hunt. Yeah. Every bear is definitely an individual. I mean, some like apples, some like corn, you know, some won't touch, you know, you know, some like donuts, you know, and 
they're just they're, they're very uh, picky sometimes, especially this time of the year. Um, you know, and uh, I do have a concoction, and I will not share that. <laughs> but uh, <laughs> but I do have a concoction I use this time of the year, and they suit they do seem to uh, draw to it quite a bit. Good. Um, so obviously, since this just passed. Uh, you probably just started getting your baits rolling again, so it's it's not too late with the time we have leading into season that if somebody wanted to bait, um, it would it would not be at all a, a lost cause in that case. It would definitely not be a lost cause, but I would definitely recommend looking into the regulations uh, Fishing Game does provide because baiting is prohibited on federal lands. That means the Delaware Water Gap National Recreation Area in any wildlife management areas run by the federal government is, is um, you know, you, you cannot bait in those general areas. Mm. I think that's good for, you know, good for the hunters to know so they don't get jammed up. Absolutely. And I would think that if you would, if you would have any kind of overlap, it would probably create a little bit of issue, especially with the, with the types of hunting that are allowed to collide with that. Yeah. And also, you know, if, if you're going to bait, you have to be uh, 300 feet. You can't be within 300 feet of your bait. So that's that's another thing, you know, folks need to realize as well. You can't be sitting right on top of your bait. So 100 yards is 100 yards. Wow. Okay. Okay. Yeah. But, you know, with today's modern, uh, you know, firearms, that shouldn't be an issue. Yeah, and that's another thing, too. So anybody listening to this that's, that's thinking that they're just going to partake in this bear hunt, um, number one, I uh, – I think there's a there's a limit on the number of permits that are available for sale. Correct? Yeah, uh, eleven thousand is the uh, is what they allocated, and each zone has a different amount of um, permits. So, like I said, the permits are, there's five zones, and what I would recommend everybody doing is go on the New Jersey Division of Fishing Game website, and they do have everything that's. You know, it's in black and white, and there's no questions. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, everything is there, and it's um, it's what I would recommend everybody doing. I don't recommend going on Facebook and asking questions. What I'm trying to get at. Yeah, so, no, that, that's exactly. Yeah. And I don't recommend you getting your your regulations from this podcast either. But uh, correct. What correct. I what I do want to kind of showcase is um, there's a really really cool exciting opportunity going on over here. Um, uh, another thing that's uh, unique to New Jersey compared to Pennsylvania is no no center fire rifles. Correct, no center fire rifles. The only uh, the only weapons that could be utilized during this segment B hunt is muzzle loading rifles and um, and shotguns. But the shotguns do need to have iron sights, um, you know, fixed to them. So, like I said, read the everybody needs to read the regulations and you know and get on board with that prior to going to field. Absolutely. And the permits are very cheap. I mean, residents and, you know, a bear permit in New Jersey is only two bucks, and that's for residents and non-residents. Yeah, it was extremely, extremely cheap. And um, let, let's face it, we're, we're not going to get into too great details, but right now the things we're talking about with this bear hunt being closed and the population exploded, it is a, a pretty – cool opportunity it's, it's a little bit of a target rich environment and there's a lot of great public land available for people to come explore yeah i mean well, most people when they think of new jersey they just think of like urban areas but once you get up here in uh, north jersey farm country you know we do have a lot of state and federal land open to hunting 
And, you know, those opportunities are there. And I think everybody should get out and, you know, at least experience once in their lifetime. I agree. And of course, you know, and, you know, you're out there and, you know, your general firearms license, you know, you have two buck tags. You know, if you don't see a bear, yeah, maybe you can see a buck, you know. Yeah, I know that's a really exciting way of, of, of going about it, hunting with a group of guys and being able to take. Um, is uh, and, and that's another thing, too. There are some units and areas where there's antler restrictions in the state of New Jersey. That's correct. Correct. And that's all in the uh, all in the book. Divisions book. Yeah, because every unit's broken down. And and I, I just I, I don't want to get into that. No, there's no reason for us to get into that by any means. Um, but I, I, I really want to talk about this because my – my excitement level for personally to be able to go and do this was was pretty high when I found out. And number two, um, I thought this would be an opportunity for people who are listening to number one, maybe say they've got an opportunity to plan in the future, but also be an advocate that we don't go through this same issue in the state of New Jersey again. And hopefully, there's enough um, push from uh, from from folks like you and I to make sure that it, it doesn't happen again and, and fight the good fight. Yeah, you know, and I always said this, political agendas have no place in wildlife management. And, you know, they need to follow the science and trust their biologists. And that I can respect. Wholeheartedly. Um, man, Jay, I really appreciate you just coming on and just BSing with me a little bit. Um, I uh, I don't want to take too much of your time because I know you're a uh, you're busy man. You're always doing something. Um, leave us with some uh, some positive bear hunting advice or bear hunting story that just makes us ma- makes you just feel fired up. Well, the current Pope and Young world record black bear comes from the state of New Jersey, taken by honor. So you never know when you walk out into those woods. You know the dream. You know the trophy of a lifetime could be waiting for you. But also a black bear is a black bear. You know that, that's a that's a sacred harvest, and and I believe everybody should. Uh, you know, get their friends and their family a little bit more educated on, you know, what New Jersey has to offer when it comes to hunting, because, you know, we do, we do have some great lands, you know, open for everybody to, uh, you know, to explore. So with that said, you know, I wish everybody a, a great hunting season and a safe one as well. Thanks a lot. Couldn't have said it better myself. Thank you for having me, sir. Thank you, Jay.